Hey guys, and thanks for listening to the show. We are back. On this week's episode, we are going to be doing a draft of Walt Disney World cues. So we have drafted Disneyland cues before, and this time we're going to do our favorite Walt Disney World cues. So that's going to be fun. We had fun doing it, and you're going to have fun listening to it. I certainly hope. <laughs> okay. We also have an email to talk about an actual email. This one's real, so that's going to be fun. Um, if you want to send us an email, question, or comment, or anything of the like, you can send that over to Talking Llamas Podcast. No, Talking Llamas Pod. That is Talking Llamas Pod at gmail.com. So, yeah, if you want to be part of the show, go ahead and shoot us an email. Um, also, what else can we do, guys, to support the show? You can subscribe. You can rate, and you can review the show. People come up to me all the time, shaking my shoulders violently and asking, how can we support the Talking Llamas podcast? And I tell them time and time again, you can subscribe, you can rate, and you can review. And most of all, you can tell a friend. If you tell a friend about the show, you'll grow the audience and help us reach more people. So yeah, go ahead and send us an email, subscribe, rate, and review, or tell a friend. And then if you want to find us on Facebook, it's the same old... Talking Llamas Podcast on Facebook. Uh, Thomas and I are both on Facebook. And then Talking Llamas Podcast on Instagram, okay? And I am at the Disney Dad on Instagram as well. All right, guys. Well, thank you for sitting through that. Go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Talking Llamas Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. I am Robert Camozzi, joined here by Thomas Nelson. Hello. Thomas, whose cloth face mask, Disney cloth face mask, I can, I can only assume it's in the mail. Yes? What? You jumbled over your words there. Or yeah, a little bit. Even you, I did. I, you stumbled over them. You didn't jumble over them. Did but. you order, I'm just wondering exactly how many or, uh, orders of those cloth face masks that Disney released. Six uh, or seven. Six or seven orders, so... 24 masks well yeah the maximum amount they'll allow for one order yeah. is, is that true oh i don't know well there's some like uh you know that there's a donation thing so like if you buy i think all the proceeds are going to let's see here let's just so everyone knows because i have it here um man there's a long thing here um it's yeah so it's going it's med share Disney will donate all profits from the sales in the U.S. of Disney's cloth face masks to MedShare, up to $1 million. So, yeah, that's exciting, I guess, for people. Better grab some now before, you know, eventually they're going to be out of style. And out of stock. I thought that's what you were going to say. Well, no, I mean, like, uh, you know, in 10 years, maybe it'll mean something to have that. That's true. That's actually an interesting point because, yeah, I mean, you won't be. You probably, hopefully, anyways, we won't be wearing these things forever. Well, either they won't, they won't be around anymore, or I won't be going to the park anymore, and I won't care. Is that true? I'm not going to wear a mask around just in my life. That's what would have to happen for Disney to keep it up. You know, for yeah. it to be mandated outside of the parks. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. Um, let's see here. Uh, we are going to get to our. Walt Disney World Q draft, but I have some exciting news before that, Thomas. Ooh, what is it? We have an email, 
A genuine ah, email. Yeah. This is great. Genuine, yes. This is actually from uh, from Abby with Polka Dot Pause by Abby. That's oh. that's her uh, Instagram. I, and I say that because I, I am in contact with her, you know, over social media, just general comments and things like that. But um, she has a nice Instagram, so you can check her out there. But uh, she sent us an email, and it's about Splash Mountain. It's a question about Splash Mountain. Are you ready? Mm-hmm, yes. Okay. So... She says, if you had to retheme Splash Mountain, would you rather retheme it to Pocahontas or to Emperor's New Groove? And the reason she brings those up is because there's a waterfall log aspect. Um, we could pot- potentially open this up to, to more rethemings. But um, she was saying about Pocahontas that she's, she's always thought Pocahontas would be a perfect replacement. Um, beautiful scenery, and they could build it floating under the vines and seeing an animatronic grandmother willow that's interesting plus you just changed the logs to look more like a canoe easy switch but recently my husband and i also started thinking emperor's new groove could be a fun version too don't tell me we're about to go over a huge waterfall yep sharp rocks at the bottom most likely bring it on (laughs) that could be cool um and she just said she would love to hear her thoughts Thanks for making a fun podcast. I'm always excited when a new episode comes out. Well, thank you, Abby. I appreciate yes, that. Yes, thank you very much. It's... Yeah, I appreciate not having to change my name to some weird thing to make it sound like it's not me sending the emails. <laughs> okay, what do you think, Thomas? I actually uh, warmed up to her Pocahontas idea over the past hour after seeing this email. I did, I did too, as you were saying it. And I don't know if I could come up with a case against it. Other than I love zippity doo and all that music, and it's become a part of the park, and it's nice to have some basis for it. So we're saying if this is if this has to be changed for whatever reason, um, let's say that uh, Disney sells the rights to Song of the South because we know people are trying to buy the rights to that. The Chinese, that, yeah. yeah, that IP is hot. <laughs> people want it, so let's just say they sell it off and they have to change that attraction. Uh, I think Pocahontas is interesting because of Critter Country. I think it still kind of fits. Right. So I would, I would, I think I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've often thought people, because you know, with Song of the South and everything, people often talk about what if they changed Splash Mountain. And I've often thought, well, what would you, what would you even change it to that would make it not just so much worse? Because people, people have put things forth and they just don't fit like someone said moana and i'm like uh no that just doesn't it wouldn't it wouldn't fit in that spot of the park it wouldn't and then you'd have to retheme the mountain completely i mean it just would be the aesthetic is not the same but you could you could fit a pocahontas aesthetic pretty easily into that uh into that attraction actually perhaps there's a lot of indoor elements so you yeah. have to really work with that. Maybe maybe you just keep the footprint and then build something new that, that looks similar. So when it's done, people have a, you know, they recognize it and they come to it. Yeah, the feeling the is the same. Yeah. And and Critter Country, I mean, there's plenty of critters in... The country. You know, yeah. I, no, I agree. In this country, yes. No, that would work. The Emperor's New Groove thing is interesting in some ways. When she first said Emperor's New Groove, I was thinking of the roller coaster that Kronk and Yzma go on. Oh, Yes. And you'd have to change the structure entirely, entirely to make it that uh, that roller coaster. It's interesting because the, I think we would see those quotes in a different way. Like, what, what's the one from the roller coaster that you remember 
Is it put your hands in the Aries mode? Yeah, put your hands in the Aries mode. Yeah, so you'd hear that a lot, presumably. You'd hear the <clears throat> the sharp, sharp rocks at the bottom, bring it on. I wonder if you could somehow combine the two to make it, I don't know. I don't know how you would do that. Maybe you could. Yeah, maybe, but I don't. People often say that they should make an Emperor's New Groove ride that is themed after Kronk and Yzma's ride down to the lab. To the secret lab. We've talked about it before, but I think a restaurant would be better suited. Muckus Meat Hut. Well, the movie would be better suited made into a restaurant. Okay, yeah, let's just get it out of the way right now. Take Bengal Barbecue out. You've got that extra seating now. Just make it a Muckus Meat Hut, right? In adventure. Well, you don't have to take it out. You can just, you know, take the title off and then make some changes to the menu. Yeah, but this, I feel like... I don't oh, know. you want the, the outer... I want it, yeah. it, the, uh, the well, face of it to look like from the movie? Yeah, a little. And well, I yeah, kind of don't want guy. to be quick service, yeah. but maybe that's the only way we get it done. I mean... Doesn't Meat Hut sound a little bit like it's quick, you know, in and out? I guess, but it is a sit-down in the movie. I feel like you put a hut up really quickly. You know, it's not a meat, Munka's meat mansion, you know? <laughs> Although that would be, that would work. Or I man, would, yeah. It would, if they open a Munka's meat hut, though, do they have to employ a Kronk chef? Like, does does Chef Kronk have to be working there? You just have, you would either have, like, a, a large life-size figurine of him, you know, as greeting mm-hmm. you as you walk in, or an animatronic. Yeah. There was a mention of a Grandmother Willow animatronic, Yeah, right? I like that idea. That's interesting. I don't think they've done... How many objects in nature have they made anim- audio and anim- animatronic although yeah she'd be audio too when you say objects in nature what do you mean well trees this would be a tree anything else rocks are you talking flora or is fauna also <laughs> animals well, plants yeah i mean yeah 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 all of it well i mean there's the there's the birds in the tiki room there's if you count the if you count the audio animatronic that's in navi river journey that's, I almost called it Navi River Run, which is not it. <laughs> um, there's very little running on that attraction. Okay, but uh, I think that that animatronic's really good. And you know what? They had the uh, the falling rocks effect on the, what is it, Nature's, Nature, Mind Train Through Nature's Wonderland back in the late 50s. Mm. And, well, that went beyond, I think, into the, the 70s, right? I think they could do a really good job with a Grandmother Willow. Like, you know, you see the, every time there's like a new animatronic, it becomes like a big thing on like the internet for a while where it's like, oh my gosh, this animatronic is incredible. Yeah. I think they could do a really good job with a Grandmother Willow uh, animatronic. I think they could. And the ride would be great. I would love it, I think. But what the reason it won't, and this is the only reason... No, is that the attraction of Splash Mountain kind of passes as an original idea attraction. Yeah. A lot of people don't know about the movie. You know, the casual guest at the, at yes. the park. Yes. Also, yeah. I, I mean, And that we, has value, as we've spoken about. Yeah, and then what do you do with the song? I guess the song just remains like sort of a, the, the instrumental on like Main Street when the park opens or whatever, and that's it. That's what and then on, the on the other hand, you would you would really prop up Pocahontas and get more people into that. Which could be nice, honestly. Yeah. I do think Pocahontas is underserved, but maybe it just needs its own attraction. Or its own parade. <laughs> Pocahontas <kidding>. parade, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least a Pocahontas meet and greet somewhere. Uh, She's been out before by the petrified tree. I've seen uh, her. I've seen her. She also makes appearances in Animal Kingdom. She, she was actually out on, like a... Just behind the tree on the rivers of America, that 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 fence that you know lines it. I'm gonna have to watch Pocahontas soon. 
I think uh, what what would they name the ride if they changed oh, it? To I don't know. I mean, because it can't be Splash Mountain. I guess it could be because Splash Mountain, but you'd have to change the name. Oh, I, I you know, I like I like coming up with names, but boy, on, on the, the spot, spot it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of dead air. We could edit the dead air out, but frankly, yeah, no, I I I think if but first of all, between Pocahontas and Emperor's New Groove, I think it's Pocahontas, but I think. Pocahontas versus almost any replacement. That's such a good answer. Well, I, I've heard uh, that you could extend New Orleans Square and make it after Princess and the Frog. I've mm. heard someone say that before. You'd have to change the mod, and that would no longer be Critter Country. That no, because be... Winnie the Pooh would have to go somewhere. And unless he you're took not on gonna, a you're not Louisiana crit- theme, well, <laughs> and make a a, a Louis- Louisiana themed Winnie the Pooh movie, and then there you go, just <laughs> remodel the ride. Well, I mean, but you would be shrinking down Critter Country to just Winnie the Pooh oh, and Hungry Bear. Yeah, I'm kidding. That would have to go. Yeah. And it wouldn't be New Orleans Square. It'd be very big. That would be a very large land, I feel like. Yeah. It, would no, it wouldn't feel like New Orleans Square. New feel Orleans like, Strip. Kind of. I mean, We should longer. make it Vegas land and <laughs> yeah. get rid of the New Orleans aspect. And then you could call it the Vegas Strip. Well, this, well, I mean, this has I gone off the rails. Oh, yeah. I didn't say Vegas Strip, though. But that makes more sense. The point is, is that this has gone out of control. Um, <laughs> and this is why we make up our own emails. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we already have an idea of how to answer them. Uh, yeah. No, I don't, I can't think of anything else. I mean, Princess and the Frog, I suppose, could work. That would, similar to Ember's New Groove, that would, to me, require more sort of re-theming than, than Pocahontas would. And Pocahontas definitely fits better into Critter Country. You don't have to change it. Um, this is a great question because I haven't had that th- that thought before where you put both Pocahontas and Emperor's New Groove up against each other to replace Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to have a new idea to think about. What about Emperor's New Groove, or excuse me, Emperor's New Groove and Pocahontas against a Goofy movie, which also features a moment over a waterfall? Ooh. <laughs> Just one moment, though. And Emperor's New Groove, they all only have one moment over you know a waterfall, what I want to have, I want to have Pocahontas because I want, I could imagine the ride ends with, you know, like a, that music from the movie. <laughs> that music, yeah. You remember, right? Yeah, all the music. No, there's, It could just end with all the music playing at once. <laughs> but it could be a really nice attraction because the music is good, I think, yeah. in that film. I really like it. I could imagine going into that area where the boat is now in Splash Mountain where all the animals are... Um, singing and instead it's like you know Colors of the Wind playing or, or something like that as you're going the, through yeah I wonder they might have to really redo the pathway through you know the inside portions if you're going to keep it that way and theme it yeah. so it looks like the natural environment of that film yeah when they do this they're going to have to change but the... you'd also have to reduce the the flow of water because those are calm some of those are calm scenes yeah. She, except for when she's, you know, going over and she's in, you know, the the middle of that song. But there are calm water moments and you yeah. got to watch out for that. That's what works so well with Splash Mountain is the water's not even a part of the movie, really. And so you're able to just do this, this cool thing and then theme it around, loosely around this film. Well, we'll make a few phone calls. We do know that the uh, higher ups are listening. They they listen. Well, especially every now with the uh, yeah the got, outbreak of the virus, they've got time. Yeah, yeah. They've, got, they've got nothing but time. So uh, they'll they'll hear this, and when they do, I'm sure that uh, you know Abby will be given credit as well as us for facilitating this. But uh, that's good. That was a good question. I thought it was interesting. So um, 
Pocahontas is our answer. To, I don't know if we ever officially answered, but Pocahontas over Emperor's New Groove and possibly over any replacement. That's a that was a good thing to put be put. Forward. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Abby. If you guys want to be part of the show, just like Abby just was, as I know you all do, you can send an email to talkinglamaspod at gmail dot com. That's talkinglamaspod at gmail dot com uh, with your questions, and we will answer them. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> presumably uh okay so what we're uh actually doing as far as our episode today is a walt disney world cues draft we haven't done a draft in a long time have we i don't know it feels like we've done a lot of drafts so early on but i feel like it's been a while since we've done one okay well here we are okay at a draft so for those who don't know who haven't listened to previous episodes it's sort of like a fantasy draft um thomas picks one i pick one we go back and forth and then at the end we sort of have a team of cues in this case sometimes it's soundtracks sometimes it's other things that i can't remember food uh, music yes i mean it could be park music in the future Yes, there's all sorts of things that we could do. I think we did lands at one point. But um, we've, we've often sort of um, concentrated on Disneyland because that's where we are more versed. But we're going to venture into Disney World for this episode and draft some of our favorite cues. And Disney World is unique because it, it does have, I don't know, I feel like, and this might be just because there's more attractions, but I also just feel like the cues are more elaborate um, in Disney World just because of the weather and everything there that, they have to sort of account for so things are indoors more often and that's interesting i don't know that i get the same impression no but we'll, we'll discuss we can discuss as we go yes because there are uh you know attractions that are saying now we haven't decided who has the first pick how are we going to do this oh yeah yeah well i could just go grab a coin and you can you know chat with the microphone and the audience yeah go grab a coin cool i, I mean i'm i I'm able to just chat. Oh, yeah, just go ahead and grab one from that tin there. Thomas is good. Your call. Okay, I call heads. And it is indeed... Tails. It is indeed tails. <laughs> okay, very good. I grabbed some weird golden coin, so I had to read what no, it actually said. that's a sack of dollar. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was uh, I think it was, yes, it was tails, because heads, who's on the head there? Oh, wait, that's Abraham Lincoln. I don't know what, yeah. I don't even know if this is legal tender. All right, but well. But it is probably gold, so we'll go ahead and keep it. <laughs> it is, well, it says $1. Anyways, okay, so you go, you get to go ahead and go first on this one, um, which is okay, uh, because I have a couple choices that I could, I think will be one and two, although who knows. Um, but uh, but let's hear it, Thomas. What do you have at I, number one? I guess it would depend on to what degree are we going to include pre-show, if at all. Oh, pre-show is part of this. Are you sure? Because we could judge just pre-shows. That's a good point. Well, what do if, you think? But if you want that, the reason I ask, and I'll just say it, is because I could choose Rise of the Resistance, mm-hmm. which I know is supposed to be really good. Having never ridden it, I'm going to take a gamble and say that it's you know a worthy pick. Yes. But if the pre, you said that it blends into the pre-show from the queue, well, or the pre, is it the, the pre-show, pre-show is just in, so extended? Or is the pre-show blends into the ride? That. Okay. Well, then I'll just pick the one I'm comfortable picking, and that's uh, Flight of Passage. Oh, okay. I've, I'm surprised that you would go with this one because I was going to pick this one at some point, but we've actually never been in the extended queue. We've only done Fast Pass, but I've heard the extended queue is quite good. So go on. Oh yes. Well, the first time I rode this attraction, you actually weren't in line with us. You were off with Peyton. I think you did Navi River Run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Navi River Run. Not to be confused with Navi River Journey, which is a different thing. 
but it was in it was early in the morning and the sun was already up but it was kind of rising and that's my favorite time of day especially in a disney park and there's this great uh fauna whether made up <laughs> or go. legitimate and rock work around that makes this really beautiful environment and apparently at night it's all the colors are really especially beautiful maybe i guess they try to appear bioluminescent mm, to yes. some degree well this was magic morning or whatever right yeah, this, early yeah. morning so it was early but um, part of the rock work included this arch this sort of big archway and we got to a point in the ride uh the queue rather where you see the queue starts and it takes you a little bit up in elevation as you go into the the inside of the the queue and then the the actual attraction but as we were getting up in elevation a little bit there was a, a point where it was sort of like a land bridge very small one with like a hand railing you might be able to imagine it but you, I looked out and I could see the sun rising up into the arch underneath it. So imagine there's just the sun underneath the arch. It was a really great moment. Even though the line was moving, I didn't have that much time to savor it. But that coupled with all of the fauna I mentioned and just the general design of Pandora, it was a really awesome cue. And then the pre-show is cool, I guess. It's more informative than cool, I guess. Well, it gets you in that sort of mindset, and it sets the stage and, and puts you further into that universe. So that's exciting, and it explains an exciting concept, I think. So that, that well, helps. It, it's act, and, you know, that's, that's a good way to put it, because the cue up to that point sets the tone, environmentally speaking. You're in, you're in the atmosphere of where you're going to be traveling on the attraction. So it all comes together very nice in the end. Maybe that's why the first time you ride it is so great. Unbelievable, really. The first time I rode it was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's a good choice. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm surprised you took that, but that's that's a good one. And for me, my first choice is going to be the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Go on, go on. Well, I like the atmosphere in general. I kind of like that spooky vibe that it has. But you know what really does it for me? It's the music. Um, like the music that, that sort of, I don't even know, is it 1950s sort of? Oh, it's not 50s. 19, it might be 20s. 19, 20s or yeah, 30s? 1939, right? Anyways, that oh, yeah. 1930s, yeah, he says it very emphatically so uh well it wasn't just opened in 1939 was it no but that's when this occurs the the you know okay. the event that you're being dropped into <laughs> no Spoiler pun alert. intended uh is in 1939 so the music is you know of, of 1920 1930 1940s yeah. and it's uh i i enjoy that music the whole sort of vibe in that area when you get first into the sort of building the the building proper and just walking through and it's got the spider webs everywhere and it's very musty and dirty and everything looks sort of ominous and haunted and then you go in and you've got the pre-show which is fine and sort of fun and exciting especially if you uh, haven't ridden it in a while or haven't ridden it before and then you've got you go into the boiler room which further sets the sort of sets the the what would you say the just the whole vibe the tone yes that's the tone that's right it seems to always get you going you know anxious wise anxiety wise well yeah i mean i i remember the first time we rode this ride it was together and it was just it was just awful like i was that in that boiler room you, you've got that the sounds of like steam and things and then you're looking at the i remember in the early years of me riding this ride and, and i'm talking about the disneyland version but it's the same basically um, when it was Tower of Terror, you look up at that dial or, or whatever you would call it that shows the floors that right. it's going on and, and it will move 
when it's coming to open for you and you're kind of watching that. And that's part of the Q experience. And I do remember the voice that um, speaks. It's it's kind of this older man. I almost imagine like a, a butler or something voice saying that, you know, kind of explaining everything to you and that before the doors open up to the pre-show and just that voice that speaks to you. There's that. And then of course there's the lobby area, which is just fantastic. It's, and I think that like, you know, people that come, I've heard before that people that come and clean these queues, you know, after hours, they're instructed on what to clean and what, on that attraction specifically, what to clean and what just not to touch because a lot of it is supposed to get worse and worse over time. They, they want it to accumulate as much dust and whatever as possible to yeah. maintain that vibe. So, uh, but really the music for me is what makes it number one on top of everything else. But, but with that devoid of the music, I'm not sure it would, it would raise to that level. The music puts it up there for me. It's pretty, it's pretty good pick The The lobby is really to me where most of the theming is. And if you can actually spend some time in there to enjoy it, because a lot of times we'll do fast pass and that puts you right through and you're pretty much just waiting to get into that room where you then hear about 1939 and all that. Uh, but if you can enjoy it, it's really well done. And basically, I imagine, very easy to maintain. Yes. However, the outside portion of the attraction queue is less interesting to me. I mean, well, it's just like a it's like a courtyard, but it's yeah. you got handrails everywhere. It's sort of switchback-y. And, uh, you bring up a good point in that we do fast pass a lot, so I don't experience the other parts of the queue that often, but, you know. But the the general exterior of the attraction I quite like, and it's tucked away in Hollywood Studios so that you're yes. not... I don't know. It's it's you're just there when you're in that attraction. You're not your back is to where you came from, and that's the rest of Hollywood Studios basically. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're basically blocked from the outside world because you have you know shrubs and, and trees blocking your your van your viewpoint. Yes, as you're walking in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your second pick is. Well, I think. Expedition Everest. Ah man, yeah, it's another really really good one. <laughs> Uh, go on with this. It's, it's like a museum, basically. Yes. And that's it's... really interesting to me. Um, it's If I wanted to really experience the queue, I'd have to not use a fast pass and just go a, a little bit later in the morning when there's more people. Because then you could really sit there and you can read and look at the pictures and the equipment that they'd have in there. It's sort of, an again, a way to get you into what this attraction is about, that you are going on an expedition. Yes. And it'll all make sense in the end, and it does. And the attraction is great too. Um, I even like the the exit shop. You come out; it's not really a queue. I understand. I, I get it. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, the, the in general, the attraction uh, queue is quite nice. Well, yeah, and it's got like what would you say, like artifacts and well, um, yeah, it, they build they build this whole story around. And they, oh, and they they use. <laughs> Like, I think they include folklore about yetis or ab- ab- abdominal snowmen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but well, did you that, say, did you abdominal. say abdominal? Yeah. Okay. That's yes. why I was laughing. Yes. But, uh, and so they play, they include the myth in there, or is it a legend? But. <laughs> Man, myth, legend, it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that part's kind of cool because you often, when you think about Bigfoot or, or what, a Yeti or whatever, you, you get into this conspiracy land where it's not, you can't really talk about it with people without really be, really being into it and defending it or just, you know, throwing it off to the side. This one, you can just play with it. 
Yeah. As you're walking through the queue. And that's more fun, I think, than any other way to experience it. Conspiracy land is what they could name a new land in Disneyland. Just yeah, it'll be at the end of the Vegas Strip. Yeah. Should they retheme Expedition Everest to include the Bigfoot from a Goofy movie? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> well, yeah, they could include some, you know, like... What if they included different Yetis, Bigfoot from all sorts of walks of life, such as the Goofy movie or other things? Say, do you think there's an underwater Bigfoot? I, there's only one way to find out. I think that um, they can in- include Harold from uh, the aforementioned Harold, not aforementioned, the former Yeti from Matterhorn. They could just mix in, because there's no Yeti on the ride currently, a working animatronic anyways. Where? In in the ride. Where? Expedition Everest, sorry. There isn't? What, no, do, we, what do we see when we're in? So th- there used to be an, a- and this is like a big, and I, I know we're not Disney World people, but this is like a big thing among Disney World people that the Yeti is no longer, like they used to have an actual Yeti animatronic yeah. in the ride and it's no longer operating. So now it's just this, the, that sort of shadow is what you see of it ripping up the track and then there's no Yeti in the actual ride. Oh, I, yeah, see, it's weird. My memory has a Medi. Uh, a Medi. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Yeah, well, that's the problem. There's a Medi that there's no Yeti. So people are upset about that, yeah. you know. So, no, but this is a great attraction with a great queue. And mm-hmm. uh, and it, it is built up like sort of like a museum that you're walking through before you go on the ride. Well, it's very much like one. It's just, it's not an actual museum. Yeah. It, it reminds me a bit of some parts of Indiana Jones. Uh, well. Yes. And because there's that. And actually, oddly enough, a little bit of uh, Grizzly Peak where there's certain uh, parts of where there's like a... Uh, like a, an office space almost blocked off. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but there's a there's a part in Grizzly Peak where there's like an office space for the park ranger or something. And mm-hmm. there's parts of that in Expedition Everest where it's closed off that way. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. But that's a great cue. What's your next pick? Well, I'm struggling with this one a little bit. I'm going to just go with Rise of the Resistance because uh, I have written it and I can speak to its greatness. Star Even... Wars, Rise of the Resistance? Yes. Okay. Just that clear. is a great, great cue. And, um, Prove I... it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I need it to marinate a little bit maybe, but I'm just telling you when it's all said and done, really no matter how we cut it, if we say the cue doesn't start until you're through the pre-show, it's still a great cue. So I was really hoping you were going to, you were going to do like a, you know, it's delicious at the end because you said, you know, it's got a marinade with me. And then you said, no matter how you cut it, it's going to be delicious. Frankly, I am hungry. So that was something I, I okay. could have said. All right. Okay. Very good. So, th- but that's, I mean, let's just say we are taking the pre-show. I don't want to like ruin it for anyone really who's waiting to write it, I guess. But the pre-show is amazing. You go through a di- several different waiting areas well let's do this do you want to we can actually give a spoiler alert see people say that all the time on podcasts and then immediately yes exactly they just give the spoiler we can give an alert and then actually leave times for someone to jump ahead yeah so we are gonna say something about the queue skip ahead about 45 seconds to a minute and then we will be done yeah. basically there we go the queue <laughs> you walk through the queue the proper queue and it's it's kind of normal you're going through normal landscape but then you go to a pre-show where ray as a hologram explains you the situation you need to escape batu you're then taken outside to a ship and the ship then takes off from batu you can you have a pilot who's talking to you and all that and then after you take off from batu you're captured by a star destroyer and 
what's interesting about that is you enter through one door and when you go on Disney attractions, you sort of, you're conditioned to enter through one door and then exit through the adjacent door. That's sort of how it works. In this case, when you're captured, the rebel or the uh, first order forces who capture you enter through the same door you entered, and but now you're on their ship. So I'm not exactly sure of the particulars of how they do that, but it's incredible. And then basically you're being... I think we've reached our time limit. So yes, we have. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, the point is... I've seen some video and you've covered much of it already. And as you've said, the pre-show kind of blends into the attraction, right? But it also blends into the queue in a weird way. Like there is waiting areas that are after the, the pre-show right. and then there's pre-show after the waiting area. All of which areas. is well-themed. Yeah, so I would say it's all queue. Yeah. It's hard to discern between... Because it's so different from anything I've ever experienced, it's difficult for me to discern between what's pre-show and what's queue. So to me, it kind of has to just be all-encompassing. Okay. Um, well, but this, I'm surprised you didn't go number one with this. I wanted to make sure I got Tower of Terror because you had already kind of said you weren't going to do Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, so. I had a number three on my list. Although yeah. I don't know why I'm not that into it. Well, you've never. <laughs> I am, never but I'm also not. I'll tell you this. When when Michaela and I went on this attraction for I'm the sorry, first time, I'm sorry, I meant I had Tower of Terror number three. Oh, I see. When I went on this attraction for the first time with Michaela, um, at what just at certain points of the um the queue, I if we're you know really just the queue, not even the pre-show, then moving us from one place to another, basically, I was really like, what is like my equilibrium was just completely thrown off because I didn't know what to expect because of what how. It was it was so alien to me, so f- such a foreign experience that it really was. It, it was one of the best Q experiences I've ever had. Truly, so. All right, your third pick. This is not. I mean, it's tough, but it's not that tough. I was going to choose Smuggler's Run. I will not choose that because it doesn't do that much for me. Although it is done well, I'm just. I'm going to be subjective in this pick and say that I actually really like Mission Space, which you haven't been on. No, I do have a lasting image of my mind in my mind of you because I knew I wasn't going on it. You waving to me. I actually have a photo somewhere of that <laughs> waving to me as you entered the orange queue. So I can't I can't do that attraction. So get that for the uh, you know the IG. Oh, it's there. Uh, well, it's out in my phone. It's it will in be the ether there. somewhere or your phone. That's what you call your phone, right? The ether. My ether, yeah. Well, the ether, yes. Right. So Mission Space is cool because uh, the attraction is great, but the queue, the, actually the attraction, the way I ride it is intense, which is to say the orange yes. version. Yes, yeah, the green, green means orange. go, and it, yeah, it's easy to go, right? That's a mnemonic device. That's how people remember it. That's yeah. how everyone remembers it. <laughs> but the inside includes a lot of information about actual astronauts and space travel. And in that way... Reminds me a lot of the queue for Soren over the world in California. That's exactly what came to my mind. California Adventure. And I like that there's an educational element and you can really, again, get into the spirit of space travel. You have, you know, you have sounds going off like beeping of buttons, engines are going and stuff like that. And you're really well immersed. And I, the, to me, the attraction is, is fine. It's enough of an experience to want to go again, but I wish they had better graphics and stuff for the the visual component, but if that was improved, this might be one of my favorite rides. It's very cool uh, in Epcot for sure, if not the whole resort. 
you haven't been on, so you and lack I don't plan on know. going on. And, and oh yeah, you would be. Well, well you would die. Well, <laughs> when Abby, because Abby goes on everything, she doesn't really. Our friend Abby. Yes. Not the listener. Oh well, yeah, yeah. maybe she does. But the point is, is my, yes. Uh, well, they're both my friends. But um, the the friend Abby that I've met in person, she goes on everything and doesn't get motion sickness. I get motion sickness when she told me that this ride ruined her day. I was like, oh, you can forget it. I'm not going on that. Was so. she discuss? Was she saying the orange version? I can't remember. We'll have to ask. It was green or orange, um, of course, because those are the only two options. But I, I want to say it was the green one. I really well, do. Because you told her that I was going on the orange one. She freaked out. Having, and I had never been on it before. And all I knew was what Robert just said about her own experience. Yeah. She, she hated it. Um, so. See, now, when I went on the orange one the first time, there was a little girl no older than Peyton is now. Certainly no bigger either. She and Robert mentioned before she's not the tallest, you know, person in her age group. No, uh, she's not the tallest person in many age groups. <laughs> that, yeah, you're right. The majority of them, but uh, she was next to me and she seemed just fine on the orange, the orange attraction. <laughs> that's what they're calling it now. The yeah, orange just attraction. Eating oranges in space. <laughs> yeah, well, that's everyone's dream. Well, um, I think I w- you would like the queue. I think you would like it. There's a few. Things that I miss out on because of my um, tendency towards motion, motion sickness. Like, um, I don't know if Rock and Roller Coaster has a good cue, but I'd love to ride it. I just can't. Um, no, so. the cue's not good. Not good or not special? There's a, there's a decent sh- uh, pre-show with Aerosmith, mm. but even that, it's on a screen and it's it's all right. But okay, the attraction just, is what you want. Yeah, there's things I'm missing out for, on. For there. this one, Mission Space, there's an educational element, as I mentioned. And then for... For kids and even adults, really, space can be really interesting. Yes. Uh, so it's nice that there's something to take away from the attraction apart from the actual sitting down in the vehicle or whatever, sitting down in your seat to have the attraction experience. This is this is something you can take with you. Because I, I think I saw that there was a first astronaut of something. Maybe it was first African-American or first female or something on the wall. And there was information that that was kind of cool to have available while yeah. I'm waiting. Did you ride that the last time we went? Yes. Oh, cool. I think I did it when we were all sort of separated for the day. Well, because you went to Epcot on your own and uh, you knew that nobody else was going to ride it. So Yeah, that's right. That works out. Well, good choice. I actually like that, the edu- the educational idea. And I think I may have picked the Soren queue in our Disneyland version of this for the same reason, that mm-hmm. it just has that good vibe. So Yeah, okay. put, you, put you there. My choice, my next choice, is going to be the Haunted Mansion. Uh, and I went on this ride solo one time at our last trip, and there was a lot of interactive elements in the outdoor portion of the queue, uh, like things you could push, water being squirted. There's the Madame Leota tomb that blinks and by things you could push, you mean the people in line with you? Yes. People to push out of my way. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I love that. Well, the one thing I really remember is the Madame Leota tomb, uh, but I think there are multiple tombstones that that do something right perhaps i i just remember the madame leota one that's right by the 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 proper entrance and she opens her eyes looks around then closes them again there's like a sort of like a on the wall there's like a several musical instruments you can press and that'll make noises and Mm. there's uh there's a an engagement ring in the cement that's just a sort of a what would you call it an easter egg maybe not even that it's just something to look for but then if we are counting pre-shows, which I'm just going to say we are at this point, uh, there's the ghost host, and nothing beats the ghost host. I mean, as far as 
someone narrating a attraction. I, I don't know if there's anyone better. And he proceeds throughout the rest of the attraction. So it's getting you ready for the attraction. And then you've and it, got is the, the elevator room part of the pre-show to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you you still have to board the vehicle. Yeah. The stretching room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I call it the elevator room, ruining the spoiler alert. <laughs> well, that's not even an elevator, actually. That, that one, one is not, no. Yeah, so, but the stretching room. Um, yeah, there's nothing better, by the way, than what you just said, which is people who <laughs> give a spoiler and then say, that's actually worse, much worse <laughs> yeah. than spoiling something immediately after giving a spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you hear that at the end and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, well, that was a spoiler. Oops. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's a, uh, that's a good cue. And See, I, I was in it alone and was not bored. This queue didn't even make my top 11, which is all I came up with in my rankings. 11's a lot. Well, I had to, you know. Account for us each picking. Well, I just wanted them all in one spot to choose from. Uh, Anyway, this one didn't make it because while it is better for sure than the one in Disneyland, the queue, except for the hearse. I love the hearse out in front of the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Well, and then if we're talking about the Christmas version or the, you know, the the Nightmare Before Christmas I mean, even just the normal version comparing them. Yes. There's there's just more in this queue, and I like that it's sort of tucked along the rivers of America, and uh, that's nice, too. And, and then, you yeah, you come in, the, the, the waiting, the spot just before you go into the attraction yeah. is sort of dark, and there's, there's those doors that open. It, it's, it's fun. It's cool. I love it. I enjoy it very much. Okay, so what is your fourth pick? Yes, fourth pick. Not easy still remains the case i think winnie the pooh this is an interesting choice go ahead because it's cool it's fun it's hip it's happening well there are there are elements for kids to play and kids adults you name it yeah you can read you can play with honey <laughs> on i mean it's, it's on a screen but there's yeah there's a lot of, for kids to do and there's what is it it's just like a basic sort of they're not toys, but they are toys. They're just built into this yeah, sort of they're planter not, box they're, yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's way, way better than the one in, in California. To be fair, the wait gets longer in Florida for some reason. The California one, I've never waited more than like 10 minutes for it. So. And so the queue is more important and they put more effort. And the story the story appears in mo- in parts on the, the walls that they have where... I like that. It's like the book, right? right? Yeah. Right, right. And, and, and I have the book, and it's actually, it is from, the, like, the writing at least. I don't think the images, but the writing is from the book. So. Right. And that's that's great because if you want to, you can read it and get a little bit of an idea for the story as a refresher or as brand new information if you don't know what it is. Maybe you're a first-time visitor and you're there with your family and you just don't know that much. So that's really helpful. And it's going to assist you in coming to understand the attraction and have a better experience than just going on. And hearing the music and, and and that and that kind of stuff. Fun fact: There's an image of Mr. Toad handing Owl the deed to the ride because we the Pooh took over the spot that Mr. Toad's Wild Ride once. Where's occupied. that? On um, in the queue? Yeah. I don't know exactly. It's in the queue though. Oh, okay. It's like one of the images, you know, that's that's around there. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. There, yeah. I just think it's a really good one. It is, yeah, no, it's a good cue, and that's a good choice. It's actually similar similar to my next pick. Well, I just want to say, in thinking about the other cues in Fantasyland, there's only one or two that I would say are better. Actually, I forgot to mention one. No, I didn't. But anyway, this one is one of the better ones in all of Fantasyland. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
It's good. I, I for my next pick, if you're done. Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm done. Is uh, Snow White. I enjoy the, well, Seven Doors Mind Train, not Snow White. That was the other one I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, Seven Doors Mind Train is good, and they've got the the water elements and the diamonds or, or the gems. Water elements? Yes, there's, man, I can't remember it exactly Oh, now, but there's a, the water fountain. <laughs> no, there's like a, man, I wish I... Like a small stream or yeah, something? Yeah, well, it's, it, you put your hand, I remember Peyton putting her hand out and it would, and, and water would come out. Man, I can't remember right now. I just remember Peyton having a very good time in that queue. Like a water pump? Yeah, sort of. You can imagine somebody pumping water if they're also a miner for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's an older profession. Well, the point is, is that it's a good queue for children, which is... Um, it's something that Peyton definitely, and that line gets long. I mean, that hours long, and we never waited that yeah. long for it. But even like a twenty minute wait for a child can be something. So Peyton wanted to go on that ride rather regularly, but she had a good time while she was in the queue, um, which was you know three or four times. And even when you have a fast pass, you're waiting ten to twenty minutes. So yeah, it's a good queue. It's got a lot of elements, and then um, when you get into the uh, into sort of the building that houses the attraction. Um, you know, there's the the dwarves talking and and that sort of thing. Of course, it's you know slightly different, but than than the movie would be. But the point is, is that there's a lot of elements from the movie, and I I enjoy it, and I enjoy that ride too. So again, we're talking about something that's getting you ready for the attraction, and I think that the queue does that. I don't know if you mentioned it already, and I'm I'm, I'm guessing not because my memory's been better lately. But at the beginning of the the queue, you have a little small version of the cottage. Oh yes. Which yes. is is to me something I really like. You might even see it on the way out too. The exit. Well, you see it on when I think you see it when you're. Well, there, there's definitely a, a cottage when you're finishing the ride. No, not maybe that's the same building, but as you're leaving, you get a view of the cottage, like a mini, yeah, little miniature cottage. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the once you get inside, I think it's it's very well air conditioned. That's the other thing I was going to say, and that's obviously important. It's very cool in there, and it's think, dark. And think about it. Have you ever been in a mine? Probably a mine. not. Right. Oh yeah, good. But it's always cold, and do you know why? Because it's underground. No, because of the ghosts. Oh. And that's exactly what it is. No, but mines are cold. So that's even though it's useful in Florida with all the humidity, it's also it kind of fits in with the theme of the ride. Exactly. So that's two birds, one stone. Two birds, a single stone. All right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you want to go with five or six or seven of these? What do you want to Let's do? Let's do one more each. One more each. That's Ooh. five, right? Uh, that would be five. Indeed. Yeah, let do five. So you go ahead and go. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and pick pirates. How dare you? I really thought I was going to be able to snatch that with my last one. I should have taken it. I should have taken it right there. I almost went with Frozen Ever After. I'm not, okay. Or Tiki Room. But anyway, uh, yeah, Pirates, because it's uh, fantastic. It's The queue is better to me than the attraction. Oh, yeah. Well, they're comparable, and I might have a lean towards the queue, only because the attraction is, for some reason, much shorter than the one in Disneyland and has apparently weird smells, according to Robert. But it definitely has that. You, yeah, it has an unusual combination of smells. Anyway... The queue is very well done. There is a dungeon, right? Yeah, yeah. Probably a cannon with some cannonballs around. There is that at one point. Barrels, the the lighting. There's actually stuff to do there as opposed to Disneyland. It definitely is better than Disneyland's queue. Yeah, I mean, stuff to look at. 
I, I like Disneyland's a lot, but it's it's basically just you're gonna get it. You're gonna get in and on the attraction in part of the queue when it gets long is either out in the hot sun or behind on the long side the building, and, yeah. and it's just. Well, it wasn't designed for how Disneyland is today. There's no question. But it, especially given its popularity over the years, no yeah. one could have known. Yeah, yeah, this one is just, it's well done. Any, any, so we covered the dungeon with the skeleton, well, the, it, right? The and, thing that stuck out the most to me is before you actually get, because there's a part where you sort of, you walk in and it's still well lit, like the sunlight still comes through and everything. And I don't, I don't know what it even is, but it's basically when you first walk in to the queue. They're playing music from the movie in that part. Yes. And that part is great. And that's what makes it a, uh, that's what makes it a, kind of elevates it for me is having the music because the music from the movie is fantastic so you have that in there and then you go into sort of the darker portion and you descend a little bit and even the way you enter the the boats it's kind of like indiana jones to me that that sort of area it's dark and the way you're loading is similar i like that i do like the loading loading zone that's very fun well no it's not very fun but it's 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 good it's well done the part you're talking about at the beginning of the queue, mm-hmm. it's got this architecture of, I think it's Spanish architecture. Yeah, seems that way. And yeah, when we are there, we don't usually see many people waiting in there. Not in that area. But no. I looked up a video just to get a sense again of what this queue was like. And there was lines full of people waiting in there. And that seems unfortunate, but <laughs> it is interesting. It's well, it's, you know, it's shaded. It's, yes. it's, uh, I guess beautiful is a good word for it. Parts of it are more than others where you, it's like you can't actually go into that spot, but you can look at it. I don't know what's there. Maybe, uh, maybe like a, it could be a fountain or it could just be a planter that looks, looks really uh, well done in terms of architecture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is tough. There's a few things, a few ways I could go here, especially now that you've taken pirates from me. As a pirate would do. Yeah. I'm I'm going to say Toy Story Midway Mania. I haven't been on that one. Explain it to me, please. Well, you've, of course, you've got the big Mr. Potato Head animatronic, which is fun, and it's singing and telling jokes and that sort of thing. But there's also just a lot of... You know how Slinky Dog is, right? Where there's... What would you say? Like kid drawings and uh, Toy Story-themed walling sort of things, like pictures and um i'm trying to i'm trying to describe it without you being able to see it but um it's it's got that sort of theme all like you're walled in with that sort of theming and i do enjoy that i i mean toy story in general is great but i enjoy that aesthetic are you are you pulling it up no way oh i'm just compiling our list as you're speaking about it but the uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and take your word for it that it's it's nice. Well, I could pull it up the queue so I could maybe better describe it. I just want to see what it because yeah, the well, it's yeah, it's kind of like it's got stuff like this. I'm showing him images, so okay, you guys yeah, can that, look them up. Yeah, on. and it's got it's hard to describe, but it's got that definite Toy Story aesthetic There's to dominoes, it. Dominoes, crayons, all larger than life, and yeah, definitely some toys where you could construct things, blocks with letters on them. The big uh, what's the one where you can draw things with those. Turn those etch a sketch. Etch a sketch. Yes, that's right. And the point of Toy Story Land is that you're sort of shrunken down to the size of a toy, and uh, this ride maintains that theme, or the queue does, and I guess the ride does too. That queue actually does look pretty cool. I wish I had known, so I could not have picked it, but still known about it. <laughs> and there's there's Toy Story music playing in there, so you can't. I mean, 
you can't beat that. Is either. it? Does it have? It doesn't have lyrics. No, no, no. It's the tunes or yeah. instrumentals. Yeah, yeah, quite good. So that, I, I think I'll go with that one. I like that one quite a bit. I do like that ride too. Peyton and I went on that several times. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's where I will go with it. It's it's a fun cue, good music. The Mr. Potato Head animatronic is larger than life and quite good. And uh, they have one in Disneyland as well. So, but you know, you so you're used to that, but. But the rest of the queue, maybe not. But you you know what the animatronic's all about. So that's a good one. Yeah. Do you ha- you have a list compiled? Uh, well, I forgot. I didn't mark down your third pick. So you, you started with Tower of Terror, then Star Wars. Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion, that's right. What did we leave off? What's on your list that, that we didn't pick? Some honorable uh, mentions. Oh, Little Mermaid. Oh, that's for a good sure. one. That's a really good one. Uh, that might, Yeah. It's certainly much better. See, what I recognized in, in going through all the, these cues and then reflecting on the list from Disneyland is that a lot of the ones in Disneyland to me are, they're better. Uh, but if you look at, as an example, uh, illustrating why some cues are better than others, where whether it is in Florida or California, Little Mermaid attraction is an example because they put the attraction into some building in California Adventure. And I'm just making that up, but it has to be true because it doesn't belong in... See, the way they did it in Florida, that is an attraction that, uh, space that was designed specifically for the attraction. Meaning, it's like dug meaning, out for it. It's got the it's, mountains yes. go underneath. The castle's built up top. It's, it's great. It wasn't just put into an existing space. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They took an existing building and you know refurbed it and made it this new thing. And so you could argue that it, it would have been better even as some other thing. But I don't know. That's not really the point. Yeah, but Little Mermaid is much better there because it was clear that they just built this attraction this building the queue all of it for the attraction it wasn't occupying an already existing space yeah peter pan's a decent one there Mm, it's all right it's bigger it's decent i think it's better than the disneyland version well yeah but (laughs) the disneyland version is boy that's so small yeah when you think about it do you remember when the roof opened up while we were in line and, and water just came down and this was in the disney world version just water i don't even know how it happened but yeah i oh i remember yeah so you you said you thought that a lot of the attractions here had really good cues for some reason what was the reason well i think it has to do with weather it has to do with um like just taking peter pan as an well let's take pirates as an example a lot of that is outside it at disney uh disneyland Whereas in Disney World, a lot of it is inside. And I think that it has to do with the heat and possibly the rain. Okay. Same see with now, Peter Pan. See, now they have things in Disneyland that I think make Disneyland's a little bit better, even though they're not comparable one-to-one. And that would be Indiana Jones. Okay. Uh, Radiator Springs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it for now, but those are two really big ones. Yeah, I think that... Soren, we talked about yeah. Soren. Being indoors does not necessarily lend itself to being better, but when something's indoors, if you're at, if you're a theme park like Disneyland, you have to theme the indoors, and I think we like that part a little bit. But also, there's outside elements to like Radiator Springs is themed even though it's outside. Yeah, so it looks great. Like that, that's a great one. So yes, but a lot of the ones in Florida just aren't that interesting to me. Spaceship Earth has basically no key other than railing. And the you know the big ball overhead, mm-hmm. um, Frozen Ever After I do like, but it's well no I like it I can't complain about that one. 
but in terms of Epcot, that's that's most of it. Soren, again, the one in, in California that was built for Soren, so there's all that information about aviation and whatnot that is included. Yeah, and it's better themed. In Florida, there's this blue neon lighting that takes you into it, and then you're basically at the loading zone where you get Patrick Warburton. But that's the only part where it's the flight attendant helping you get into your like that's the pre-show and all, everything up to that has nothing to do with aviation really and yeah so again if something is built for an attraction like a space then it's usually better i think because there's more effort that can be put into it yeah if the design is made for that i agree yeah now we didn't mention big thunder mountain or splash mountain i like big thunder mountain and then splash mountain just eh. I, I watched a, a POV of Splash Mountain's mm-hmm. queue. The inside is the only interesting portion, and that's almost the exact same. Well, no, it's it's very similar to California's. Mm, yeah, that's what I figured. I, I do like Thunder Mountain there. Their their queue is, I think, a little... It, it, Don't say it's better. It's not better than California's. I'm trying to remember it. Only because you have Rainbow Ridge, you have all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, You're actually... I mean, you're inside you're in, in Florida too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're outside like a, in California, but it you're surrounded by the mountain, so that's actually pretty cool. Whatever, the, and the train goes around you, and yeah. yeah, that one's better. They're both cool for different reasons, I guess. Okay, do you want to hear the final list? <laughs> sure. Yours or mine first? Yours first. Uh, you have at number one, Hollywood Tower of Terror. Very interesting. <laughs> number two. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which has a very good pre-show, which bumps this one up for you. Yeah. Uh, Haunted Mansion, good pick, lots of interactive elements. Seven Dwarves Mine Train, uh, another good pick, lots of interactive elements. For the kids. Yeah. And the kids at heart. I was going to say. <laughs> and then a similar idea behind Toy Story Midway Mania at number five. Yep, like it. Uh, my number one is Flight of Passage, a lot of good uh, nature and faux nature. I'm assuming. Uh, and then it yeah, it blends well into the attraction also, including pre-show. Expedition Everest, it's like a museum. Can you believe that? It's like a museum. Uh, with a lot of cool artifacts, some of it mythological, others legitimate. And it, again, brings you into the attraction very well. Mission Space at number three. Educational elements about space. Uh, historical information about astronauts, uh, whether I can't remember if it was first female or first African-American or a combination of both. Who knows? Uh, but a lot of information you can take away from it, and it helps you uh, understand the context for the attraction better and carry on. Okay, number four, Winnie the Pooh. More interactive elements. We really went for the interactive stuff here. Well, it's unique to Disney World. They don't really have that as much at Disneyland or at all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the interactive elements you can think of are like Indiana Jones with that rope you can pull. Yeah. And that's something, but it's not that much. No. And with this Winnie the Pooh ride, there's also the story... Uh, on the pages throughout the queue that you yeah. can read and again it'll it'll inform your attraction experience. experience yes and then number five i chose pirates of the caribbean because dear you lord to crush my soul dear lord it is better than california's it's too bad the, the queue does not birth a better attraction well some people really like it so let's not alienate them too much oh yeah it's but fine we, if you like it you're just wrong. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's good. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. If you enjoy the show, subscribe, rate, and review. And we will see you next week on the Talking Llamas podcast. Bye-bye.